0: Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you. We give you all the praise, we give you all the glory due unto your holy name. You alone deserve all the praise. You alone deserve all our worship, O Lord. Father, as we go into your world, I ask that you speak through me, O Lord, to education of your sins in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I let your name Lord, be glorified and saturated this with the precious blood of Jesus. All receive our prayer and receive all glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to read uh, the book of Ezra, chapter 7, verse 23. Diligence in serving the Lord. God requires of us diligence in serving Him. In whatever capacity and form we are serving the Lord, that word diligence should apply. Ezra chapter 7, verse 23. This is what it says. Whatever is commanded by the God of heaven, let it be diligently done for the house of the God of heaven. For why should there be wrought against the realm of the king and his sons? The emphasis there is whatsoever is commanded by the law, and whatsoever we do for the Lord should be done diligently. Amen. 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 We're also going to read from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6, 10 to 12 for a foundation. Hebrews chapter 6. This is what it says, chapter 6, 10 to 12, verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shown towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints, and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Verse twelve that ye may, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit their promises. Amen. Amen. Also Hebrews eleven verse. We know this very well. What the Bible says: Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. When you are seeking the Lord, seek him diligently. When you are working for the Lord work for him diligently even in your secular job we are spread to perform diligently in our workplace so that the name of the lord be glorified through us because we are reading epistles and we are the people that others can relate to as regards the lord jesus christ they have never seen the lord jesus christ physically but when they see you they should see a reflection of jesus christ that's when we are diligent in our jobs the scripture says that whatever we do, even as servants, you know, we have bosses in our workplace, we should do it as unto the Lord. That one is very fundamental, as unto the Lord. you serving somebody who is very wicked, Bible says, serve him as you are serving the Lord. Amen. It must not be righteous before you do what is right and be diligent in your responsibilities. Amen. The word diligence, diligence comes from a Latin word meaning diligent, diligence which means to value highly, to take delight in. Diligence is a virtue and is an indication of a work ethic, whether in the church of God, whether at home or in the office. It is conscientious in paying proper attention to a task and giving of the degree of care required in a particular situation. It is the exercise of carefulness, persistence, and determination in any endeavour, whether it's academic work, whether it is your job, whether it's in the house of God. Today's emphasis, however, will be diligence in serving the Lord. Amen? Amen. It is meticulousness. Being meticulous because God cares for details. Can you remember when God gave the blueprint for the ark? For the ark of God for the temple? Details were given and God expected that every detail must be followed. That will tell you how precise God is. And what he expects us to do. It must not be done haphazardly. No, never. It is meticulous, it is scrupulous, it is thoroughness, it is assiduousness. And in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 6 to 7, this is what God also expected of the children of God. Deuteronomy chapter 6. 6-7, to seven. this is what it says, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine hearts, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Can we see something there? Even in training our children, in bringing up our children, we are to do the work diligently. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontless between thy eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house, and on thy gaze that's the word of god teaching them diligently so that they will grow up in the fear and nurture of the lord jesus christ they and they will not depart from it in jesus name amen, amen. it's important we do the will of god in accordance with his word want to know the will of god go to his word amen, amen. the will of god is in his word God cares if we are doing something He has asked us to do diligently. He wants us to do it diligently. We're talking about diligence in serving the Lord. We are to be diligent in following spiritual instructions. We are to be diligent in our vocations. Proverbs 22:29 has something to say about that. You see somebody who is diligent. Let's read this. See thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Amen. That's your portion in Jesus' name. Yes, you shall be the head and not the tail. But then you have to be diligent in whatever you lay your hand to do. That's what will catapult you there. Amen. In taking care of God's flock, we need to be also diligent, because First Peter chapter five verse two, we are told that we should show diligence in taking care of the flock of God. First Peter five two. First Peter chapter five verse two. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for feeding as money, but of a ready mind. It is the Spirit that will take care of the flock of God diligently. Amen. Amen. Yes, for those who are in leadership, God expects us to do that. Students show diligence when they study their books. Students show diligence when they follow their lectures. If they are fond of go- going late to lectures, does that show that they are diligent? No, never. In fact, the opposite word is negligence or slothfulness or tardiness, you know, in going to work, in keeping appointments need to show diligence our god is a diligent god and we have to follow suit amen, amen. yes Say, so students follow the lectures study your books read and read and read study and study there is nothing that will stop you from making your desired grace amen, amen. the lord helping you with the god father there and you do all that you need to do diligently you always come at us. Amen. Jesus was diligent in following the Father's will. He knew his purpose and he focused on it. If you read Luke 2 41 to 52, we tell you that. We also, we also expected to be diligent in following his footsteps. God expects us to follow the footsteps of prayer because he came as a model son. Amen? We are sons of God. He came as a model son and we are to follow his footsteps. We are to be diligent in serving the Lord in everything. In Romans 12 verse 11, we are told to serve the Lord with red hot zeal. To be a glow in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Yes. Serve God with diligence, with gladness of heart. That's what God expects of us. Let's read it. Romans 12, verse 11. Romans 12:11 says, "Don't be slothful, not slothful in business, fervent in in spirit, serving the Lord." Another translation says, "Be aglow. Don't be slothful." When you are not slothful, it means that you are diligent. That's how God wants us to serve him. Amen. Yes. We are to be diligent in studying God's word, the word of God. Remember we said that God's will is in his word. And if we want to be diligent in serving and pleasing the Lord, then we need to be diligent in studying his word. In the book of Second Timothy, chapter two, verse fifteen, this is what the Bible says concerning studying the word: It's not enough to read the word of God; it's not enough to hear the word of God, but to study. And you don't have to study because you are a pastor or a prophet or an evangelist. No, as a child of God, because God's word is love letter to His own children. If you want to understand it and follow His will, then you need to study it. need to study it. If we don't study it, what will happen? We'll not be able to apply the word of God correctly. There is a the story of a man. He had a serious problem on a death situation, and he needed to know what God had to tell him but he wasn't familiar with his bible or the word of god never like, he had a bible so what he did okay i'm going to point my finger this page just open the bible randomly i'm going to point my finger and whatever god tells me there, that, that's what i will do <laughs> praise the lord he wants to know god's will sincerely but he didn't know where to turn to he didn't know what to do and this is what he did He put his finger in a verse in the Bible which said, "Judas went and hung himself." How? He was very disappointed. No, this is not possible. It can't be. This can't be. This can't be. Judas, you know, said Judas went and hung himself. Okay, let me try again. Try your luck. Then he opened another page. And then he pointed his finger again. You know what he said? What thou doest, do it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. May we not be so with the Bible in Jesus' name. Study that self approved unto God. You need God's approval. Yes, this guy, he knows my word. A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's 2 Timothy 2, 15. If we do not know the Bible, we become shameful and cannot even teach it. But God's will for us is that we are to know the Bible, we are to meditate upon the word of God, and we are to memorize some scriptures too. There are a lot of people who memorize scriptures, long passages chapters of the bible and all that i can't do that personally but there are some by use you get to know some fundamental scriptures that you need to apply in a particular situation we are to also to teach this word of god to other people the word of god is to be talked about day and night joshua chapter 1 verse 8 to meditate upon the word of god day and night We are to sow it as seeds in the life of people, the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you sow seeds of the word of God, you are likely to get converse by and by. Amen. Jesus said, My food or my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Is that your meat? Is that your passion? that's jesus passion say my food my meal is to do the will of him who sent me god has sent you to this world god has sent me to this world so my desire my passion should be to do the will of him who has sent me every one of us will have a purpose to fulfill in life God has not just called you to become a doctor, a medical doctor, a pilot, you know, and an administrator, and you know, a journalist, or a lecturer, or a professor. That's good as regards careers, secularly. But the purpose God saved you is that through those offices and positions, you declare the word of God. Amen. Amen. That's God's purpose for you. So if you think, oh, God's purpose for me is to become a medical doctor. Maybe your father wanted you to become a medical doctor. That's why you are one. Your parents wanted you to become an engineer. That's why you are one. You want to tell me that's God's purpose? Well, ultimately, the purpose God called you is that in your engineering office, you will lead people to Christ. I'm telling you, that's the purpose of God for your life. You are a nurse. Oh, why am I a nurse? Find out why. Whatever vocation you have, just know that that's not the ultimate. That there is an end purpose, reason why God created you. Just like Jeremiah. Lord said, before you were even conceived in your womb, I knew you. Not only did I know you, I called you to be a prophet to the nation. So believe safe for you and i i learned, i know of a nurse in nigeria her, she was uh, working in the general hospital i think okay U, ubth and she was leading people to christ in her office how she was in this uh, Planned Parenthood who uh, um, office so young girls would come I want contraceptive and all that, see, because they will always inquire, uh, ask them questions, why do you want? Why? I'm married, this, did, this, this. Hmm. those who are qualified to be giving. But some questionable ones will come, say, I want. Why do you want? Why? She will not use that opportunity to tell the person about Christ. And by so doing, warn many people to Christ, amen. I know of a medical doctor right here in Phoenix. From time to time, testimonies come from his office. How he leads people to Christ as a medical doctor. Amen? Amen. This very week, I know of a sister, a nurse, in her office. Somebody wanted to commit suicide. In her office. Some months ago... I think the mother, the whether the, the grandmother had committed suicide. Then no longer after that one, the mother committed suicide. It was now his own turn. Because there was a compelling move that he should just commit suicide, just like his four years. But somehow God led this our sister to discuss with him and in the process. He gave his life to Christ. Amen? Amen? When I heard that testimony, I was so happy. Hallelujah. And later on, the same day, few hours later, the same sister called me, say another one again has given his life to Christ. Amen? Amen. The person was, you know, in a state of uh, discomfort and uh, was not composed and she had given all the necessary medication. And the person felt very uncomfortable and asked for help from her. What a golden opportunity. She prayed for the guy, and the guy calmed down, everything became settled, and same person gave his life to Christ. Amen. Through one sister, through one nurse, one day in an office, Discover the reason why you are leaving my brother my sister. Amen. If we say that Jesus Christ is coming very soon, what am I doing for the Lord? Amen. It doesn't have to be only on, on Swartz Saturdays when we come out to whistles. If you come out to join us, that would be great. But it just doesn't have to be that alone. Wherever we find ourselves, you are a witness in your world. Your sphere of influence. Where you come across people day by day. The least you can do, even when you cannot talk and pray for them to receive Christ, is to give out literature, prayerfully. With somebody querying you, oh, you are giving out a booklet, you are giving out a tract. No. Many people have been converted as a result of reading tracts. Even those thrown into the trash, circumstantially they have come to read it and they gave their life to Christ and some of them are men of God today. So never downplay the art of witnessing, which is the main reason Jesus came. Jesus Christ came to seek and to save them that are lost. And so should we. Amen. Amen. So we are to hear the word of God, obey the word of God, speak the word of God, Confess the word of God and do the word of God. Amen. It's not the hearers but the doers that are justified. The word of God is a source of faith. It's very rich. So my emphasis, I'm emphasizing the word of God because we need to be diligent in studying the word of God. To discover that virtually every aspect of our life, you know, we can have solutions or answer to questions concerning every aspect of our life in the word of God. It's a hidden treasure that you have you have not yet discovered. Through studying, you begin to say, Wow, is this thing the word of God? Sure, it's there. The word of God is source of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is the source of truth. You want to know the truth? Many people have being deceived today because they don't know the word of God. You need to know the word of God. It's source of our spiritual freedom. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Amen. The Word of God is our spiritual food that we should take light in and feed our spiritual body. No, we are made of spirit, soul, and body. We take natural food, physical food. For the soul is the Word of God that is required to feed the soul. The Word of God is the source of spiritual growth. In 1st Peter chapter 2, verse 2, we're told that we should desire the sincere make of the Word of God whereby we grow. We need to grow. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you are giving your life to Christ, are you growing? Well, everybody grows because you are living to you, you should grow. But some people grow faster than others. The more you get to know the word of God, I believe, the faster you will grow. Amen. 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 The word of God is the source of our victory. Over temptations, trials, and testings, the source of our victory. Psalm 19, verse 11 The word of God is the power of God unto salvation. Romans 1, verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. Amen. Amen. Are you ashamed? Shame of the gospel? If you are ashamed to preach Christ, Jesus said he will be ashamed of you the last day. You don't want Jesus to be ashamed of you. You want to have a glorious welcome. Yes, welcome. That, that faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord. That's what you want. You don't want the Lord to be ashamed. He doesn't want to identify with you say, no, 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 no. So we have to have a change of heart and attitude so that the Lord will not be ashamed of us in Jesus' name. Amen. The word of God sets free from error. If you are in error, the word of God corrects you. Yes, the Word of God, though, brings faith. Like we said earlier, faith comes by hearing. And the Word of God brings purity when you apply the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 9. Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young man keep himself pure? The reason, the answer is by taking him to the Word of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? The answer is given there. By taking he thereunto according to thy word. You need to know the word of God. So that in time of need, we come readily available for you to use. Amen. Amen. The word of God brings wisdom. You, there's some wisdom that you get from reading the word of God. Proverbs 4 verse 5. The word of God brings health and healing to the flesh. Proverbs 4, verse 22. The word of God brings guidance. He guides us every step of the way. If you allow God to guide you, then you fulfill your destiny. Samuel 19, verse 105. Is a light unto your path. It guides your footsteps. The word of God brings comfort to your heart, to your soul, when somehow you are not happy and all, the word of God can bring comfort to you. Romans 15 verse four. The word of God brings hope. Hopelessness is one reason why people commit suicide. They look this way, I can't see any future. They look that way, can't see any future, no hope. And so, some of them did not commit suicide. It's not our portion. It's far, far from us in the name of Jesus. Amen. But this is the reason because they are hopeless. If you are in Christ Jesus, you can't be hopeless. Amen. Amen. Because your hope is in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. He will never fail you. No matter the trial you are passing through, He will see you through. Amen. Amen. Yes. Like the three Hebrew children were thrown into the fairy furnace. They trusted that the Lord could deliver them. Say said, the Lord can deliver us. They were also positive. The Lord will deliver us. But they said, even if the Lord will not deliver us, we are not going to bow to the idol set up. O king, praise the Lord. Confidence in the Lord. Daniel was confident in his God. And God vindicated him. Amen. Amen. God will vindicate you no matter what is confronting you. In Amen. any situation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. And you shall find help in time of need in Jesus name. Amen. The word of God cleanses us. That's one of the ways God purifies our hearts. John chapter 15 verse 3. Bible says that God cleanses us. Even in the Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, God said that he's, he's going to wash the church with the washing of water by the word. The word of God. By the word of God, he purifies us. He cleanses us. He feeds us. He nourishes us. He gives us direction. He gives us hope. He gives us faith. Everything. The word of God. You want to check on yourself whether you are okay. When you are coming dressed into the church, you look at the mirror mirror will tell you, oh, your hair is well set. There's no spot on your face. Then go ahead. But if it tells you otherwise, you straighten up and make sure everything is right. Is it not so? The word of God is a mirror. Mirror that you look at. And you don't look at mirror for form. It's with a purpose to see if there is anything that I don't desire my face that is there. If there's a spot, I quickly get rid of it. That's how the word of God should be to us. When you read the word of God and study the word of God, God speaks to you through his word. And the ultimate purpose is to make sure you are right with God. That there has no spot, no recall or blemish in your life. Amen. Okay. Because we have to be ready any day, any time. You don't have to set a, a set date. Say Jesus Christ is coming so and so years, so and so month. No, it's not necessary. He can come today. He can come this evening. It can come tomorrow and be ready anytime, any day, anywhere. That's God's plan for you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yes. The word of God brings assurance. First John chapter 5 verse 13. Assurance of salvation. Sometimes you are in doubt. Am I really saved? The word of God assures you. Yes. You are of course my son, my daughter. Yes. The word of God brings joy in his presence. You know, Psalm 19, verse 8. Let's read it. Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11. Let's read the whole thing there. Psalm 19. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalm 19, 7 to 11. This is what said. The law of the Lord. That's the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This is wisdom. The statues, all this talking about the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord, the scripture. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. You want to be glad. Want to be joyful? Let the word of God give you joy. Amen? Amen? The commandment of the Lord, that's the word of God, is pure, enlightening the eyes. The word of God enlightens you. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold? yea, than must find good. Sweeter also than honey and the holy corn. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Amen. Amen. There's a song that people have formed out of these scriptures. Say, The fear of the Lord is clean and joy forever. me of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired, dead than good. Yea that much find good Amen, Amen. The Lord is good All the time. Diligently obeying the word of God is an act of worship to God Diligently obeying obeying the word of God It's not enough to hear the word of God or study the word of God but obeying the word of God doing the word of God It's a proof of our love for God If you love me keep my commandments Is that not what the Bible says? Yes, that's what Jesus said. If you love him, keep his words. How will you know the commandment of the law? It's not just the Ten Commandments. There are more than 1,000 commandments in the New Testament. But thank God, his grace is sufficient for us. The Holy Spirit helps us even to keep all those without our knowing. Amen. Amen. Yes, helps us to keep the word of God, to obey the word of God without knowing. Philippians 2 verse 13. Yes. That's one of the things Holy Spirit has us to do. It's a proof of our love for him and has us to, to get reward. There's blessing in working for the Lord and obeying the Lord. Helps us to demonstrate our faith in him. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the springs issues of life. Keep thine heart with all diligence. Can you see that word again? For out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Proverbs 4, 23. Your heart is very, very important. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, says Jesus in Matthew 15, 19 to 21. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries fornications theft false witness blasphemies etc out of the heart the mind is the battlefield so you have to guide your heart with all wisdom with all diligence so that nothing will contaminate your heart. to diligently guard your heart, watch what you watch amen Watch what you watch, the kind of movies you delight in. Are they violent or pornographic films or movies? Violent films will make you to dream bad dreams, have nightmares. Pornographic movies will make you to dream, or in dream, illicit sex in dreams. Some have spirit husbands, spirit wives, all those kind of stuff, because of what they allow to go into their hearts. So you need to guard your heart with all wisdom, with all diligence. Especially before you sleep, you have to watch, be careful of what you watch, because the Bible says, after much of your business, the, the, you know, dreams come. So you want to have good dreams, reflect on the word of God. Listen to the word of God. You can listen to audio messages. You can listen to the word of God being read on tape and all that. You no, know, for you sleep, so you have good sleep, no bad dreams. In Jesus' name, there's something else you need to watch. Your eye gate, watch what you see, and what this your eyes will take you to. Job knew the importance of the eye gate. So watching his eye gate, and this is what he said in Job 31, verse 1. Job 31. I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I think upon the maid? That's King James Version. You read other versions to be clearer. For example, NLT says, "I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman." It's a determination, just like Daniel, proposing his heart was well, not going to defy himself. It's a decision you have to make. Amen. What's the remedy for polluted minds? 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. You subject every thought, bring every evil thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen? Amen? Through the word of God. Casting down all, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ that's how the word of god we'll be talking so much about the word of god yes because so very vital a very successful man of god that i know. you know him but i'm not going to mention his name when he was young in the ministry satan vowed that look (laughs) you think you have future i will destroy you i'll destroy you because you can't destroy me see i will destroy you through lust and all that he said, no, you can't do that. Then he came into a covenant with God. He made a covenant with God, just like Job did. He said, Lord, please, keep me pure and undefined. When it comes to sexual immorality, I shall not be a part of it. But if I do, please, allow leprosy to strike me. Afflict me with leprosy. I read it. He made it public. I read it. That's a commitment indeed. Daniel proposing such was not going to defy himself with any of the kings' meet. In your life, you can determine. Come what may, I will not deny my Lord. Amen. Because this time of persecution in the world, this time people are made to renounce their faith so that they can have. So-called freedom. When it comes to that, what will you do? What will I do? We have to make up our minds. We have to determine, come what may, Lord, I will follow you. Amen. Amen. And may the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Before it gets too bad, the Lord will catch us up in the rapture. Amen. Amen. Yes. Before trouble becomes so bad, so still becomes so bad like that, the Lord will catch us up in the translation. That's my prayer. That's my hope. And it will work for you if you have that same hope. If that's your weak point or your problem area, because there are some people, when they receive Christ, they find they still have problems in this area, you have to watch the company you keep, and you have to rededicate everything about yourself to the Lord so that you keep yourself pure. In the parable of the 10 virgins, Matthew 25, 14 to 4 to 30, we are admonished to use our gifts and our talents in the service of the Lord. God has invested so much in us and he expects us to use what we have. In fact, I was listening to a, a message yesterday by a lady on radio and the, the title was God's equity. God's equity. That's God has got an investment in you and he needs a return on his own investment. By the gifts he has given you, by the talents he has given you, even by what you call negative circumstances and situations and happenings and incidents in your life, God has said that out of that, something good will come out. Just like Joseph. Joseph was hated by his brothers, was sold into slavery. What, What happened? That guy was diligent in serving Potiphar. And because of him, Potiphar prospered in his business, in his household. Even Joseph himself prospered. But when you look at prosperity in that definition, I, I don't know of how many houses Joseph had at that time. I don't know of how many lands. But those are the indices we use today and all that. Nevertheless, God prospered Joseph. You can read it. I'm not going to read that today. You can read. God prospered Joseph and God prospered the master. He was diligent. Was it because Potiphar was very good? Oh, he was a very good man of God. That's why Joseph was very diligent. No! Even when the wife was so bad, say, how can I do this against my God, not against my master? Whatever you are doing, do it as unto the Lord, heartily, as unto the Lord. Amen. So, when it comes to serving the Lord, we are talking about diligence in serving the Lord. There are areas you can serve the Lord. You know that very well. There are five ministerial gifts, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. Maybe you are one of them. But if you are not one of them, that's not the end of the game. That's not the only way you can serve the Lord. In other ways you can serve the Lord. Then also God has given nine spiritual gifts to those who are his children and who are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Nine spiritual gifts. The gift of the word of knowledge, the gift, the word of wisdom, the gift of the of Spirits, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing. Gift of walking, of miracles, the gift of prophecy, gift of diverse kinds of tongues, gift of interpretation of tongues. Nine of them. Maybe you have one or two or three or even all. Please use all to serve the Lord diligently. Amen. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28, we also told about the ministry of herbs in the house of God. Ministry of herbs. Where there is a need, oh, be not wanting there. You find you, are, you have passion to help people who are in need to make sure that everything is evil in the church of God. Just like the early church. None of them lacked. Even though there was persecution, they were all together and the sold properties, lands and all that to make sure everybody was okay. That's the love of God at the zenith. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. Ministry of Health. If God has called you into the ministry of health, and every one of us, one way or the other, we should be in that uh, ministry. Let's help one another. Let's help the people who are in need. Gift of leadership, administration. In that same verse, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28. You are very good at organizing group. Group meetings, group activities, and all that. Use it to the glory of God. Do it diligently. Besides, we have ushers in the church. Have greeters, those who greet people coming into the church. Yeah, these are wonderful roads. We have cleaners. Each time I go to the toilet, I always find it clean and neat. But I don't know who actually does that work or clean it up. If it's not clean up, it becomes messy. But somebody does that regularly. Maybe nobody knows about it. God knows about it. Amen? Keep on doing the good job. Amen? That's a reward for it. Those who are singing, see, they lift up our spirit to praise God, take us into God's presence through singing and praises. We thank God for your life. Yes, the musicians, wonderful ministry. You know, those in the security department who make sure everything's okay and all that. Now doing it, can even do it digitally and all that. You know, those in Sunday school, Sunday school teachers, these are ways of serving the lord do it diligently don't regard it as a mean position never You're a group leader evangelism hospitality decoration group media crew the digital crew etc 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 publication just do the work diligently whatever your hand finds to do do it diligently and god will reward you in jesus name galatians 6 verse 4 says, let each one examine his own work And then he will have his own rejoicing. Whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy mind. For there is no work nor device in the grave. While we have our being, let's serve the Lord. That's uh, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10. Also Colossians 3 verse 17 says, And whatever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Do it diligently. Do it joyfully. Do it passionately. When you are diligent in small jobs, God will elevate you and give you greater responsibilities. Amen. Philip the Evangelist. If you read about Philip in the Bible, I think it's uh, chapter 8, the Evangelist. Once upon a time, he was one of the deacons chosen just to, to, to serve tables in the church. But in due time, God elevated him. Amen? Amen. Yes. What about Stephen? Stephen was one of those. If you read Galatians, uh, Acts chapter five, sorry, Acts chapter six, verse five, you find it. Stephen was also a deacon, but later on, he became an evangelist, and the process of that he became the first martyr. He was killed on account of preaching the good news. So he did remain that level. He was several you find to do in the work of god do it diligently in jesus name there's room for everyone to labor and to serve the lord in the house of god have you discovered your place in the house of god it's your responsibility to find that lord where is my place i don't just want to be a sick woman in this church when i come i want my i want to be able to do one thing or the other make up your mind and do it diligently Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8 When he had vision From God He saw how unclean he was Oh unclean man that I am He saw God's glory He saw God's holiness Then If you read down in that passage God Put up an advert He said I need people Who will go for me Let's read it Let's read it Let's read it, Isaiah chapter six, verse eight. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send? God wants to send people. God, the nations of the world uh, at that time, the people were terrible, needed to hear somebody from God, and God is now advertising. Say, so, whom shall I send? And who will we go for us? Then said I, that's a, a Isaiah." Here I am, send me. Amen. Amen. He volunteered. God didn't compel him. Oh, say you, okay, I enlist you right now. No. He just made his wishes known. And said, here I am, my Lord, send me. In other cases, when other people were not ready or willing, God called them. But in Isaiah's case, he volunteered. And God vindicated him. Amen. The Lord has said in his vineyard that the harvest is ripe, but laborers are few. That's an advertisement today. God is advertising. Who will fill that vacancy? Will you, like Isaiah, volunteer without delay and say, Here are my lords? John chapter 9, verse 4 says, Jesus said, I must walk the walk of him that sent me. Why it is day. The night coming when no man can walk. It is day for you. When you are still young. It becomes night. When you are too old. To work for God. It is day for you. When you are allowed to preach the gospel. And nobody arrests you. It is day for you. In your workplace. When you can talk about the Lord. And you will not be indicted. But the night comes when no man can walk like it has it has become night in some countries where you cannot preach the gospel, your neighbor can report you, see I have a neighbor, he's always talking about God I see, I see him breaking up teaching the children, he has a bible and therefore they report one another, all those kind of things in Russia, in North Korea all those kind, of, kind of places things like that happen Why we have the opportunity, let's do the very best Oh, my God. I don't know how many days we have, how many years we have before the rapture takes place. But while it is yet day, I have decided to do my best. Lord, help me. What about you? The qualification you need to feed this vacancy is that you must be born again, Holy Ghost feed, and have zeal for serving God. Amen? Yes. And you must be available. The kind of people God uses, they are those who are faithful, available, and teachable. F-A-T. They are faithful. They are available. Availability is very important. And they are teachable. Amen? If you have these qualities, you are qualified to apply. Amen. Yes. One attribute of diligence is punctuality. As against tardiness. Is it in church attendance? Is it in attending meetings and all that? You need to be diligent. Because we are paid, we are often always punctual in our workplaces. Even when we are going to be late, we send advance notice. Oh, please, I may be late five minutes and all. But when it comes to the church of God, no, mm, nobody pays me. Nobody pays you. So, therefore, we can be tardy when it comes to the word of God. It shouldn't be so. Amen? Amen. Yes. God keeps register of what we do. And he will reward us in due time. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. This is what it says. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Amen. Revelation 22, verse 12 says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 14 says, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to those, these things, talk about new heavens and new earth, be diligent to be found in him in peace without spots and blameless. And lastly, Hebrews six ten, God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. It's a continuous thing. There's a reward awaiting each and every one of us, young and old. Let us do the best we can. Let's serve the Lord diligently with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and why it is day. For the night cometh when no man can walk. Is there anybody listening to me? You are not yet born again. You wish. You want to make heaven. The gateway to heaven is Lord Jesus Christ. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, He will save you, He will cleanse you, and make you a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As many as received him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. You have heard the word of God. Today, the word of God says that you can be saved. No matter your background, no matter how weak you think you are, no matter how, how full of sin you are, God will accept you like the prodigal child. Come to Jesus. Ask Him for mercy. Ask Him for comp- compassion upon you, that he forgive your sin and make you a child of God. If you want to give your life to Christ, just confess that Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ was buried for you. Jesus Christ rose again for your justification. And is coming back again for you. And that through his blood, your sins are washed away. Believe it like that, it shall be well with you in Jesus' name. Yes. Is there anybody here? God has placed an advert today. in His laborers. In fact, co-laborers. Because he does not allow you to do the job alone. He goes with you. Say I will be with you always, even unto the end of the age. God wants to use you just as you are. Just as you are. Remember what I said? Just say, here are my Lord, send me. Here am my Lord, use me. Maybe there are some areas God has been leading you to, to operate in this church. Yes, you have discovered some void. That this area, oh, it's not well, this area is not being taken care of. Instead of pointing at using finger, why not tell the pastor say, I am willing, I want to serve in this department. I want to serve. I don't just want to become a benchwoman. I want to be a useful vessel, zealously working for God, so that anytime the trumpet sounds, I'll say, Here am I Lord. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I want to thank for my brothers, my sisters who heard the word of God. I pray, O Lord, as we rededicate ourselves, O Lord, for you to use. Lord, Father, have we been tardy and sloppy in the job that we have been doing? Lord, forgive us, O God. Father, those who have been doing the work diligently, Lord, reward them and assure them that there's a reward for each and every one of them. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we shall not lose our reward. Even as your coming is so near, our hope is that when you come, you are going to reward your servants, of which I'll be one. Thank you, Father.